Hi, I'm Rand Fishkin from Oz, and you're listening to my friend Ash Roy from ProductiveInsights.com. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to ProductiveInsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. Thank you very much for tuning in. Today's episode is on spin selling, which is a book written by Neil Rackham, and it's an excellent framework which allows you to develop a sale in a non-pressured and a non-sleazy way. Unfortunately, sales has become synonymous with underhanded tactics and most people seem to associate it with sleaziness. But what I really like about the spin selling framework is that it allows you to use a very natural and organic approach to making sales and only doing so on the basis of solving a problem that the prospect has. You'll find out more as I talk about the process, but the acronym SPIN stands for Situation, Problem, Implication, and Need Slash Payoff. So I'll go into each one of these bits in detail. Now, if you enjoy this podcast, by the way, you might find some other podcast episodes useful as well. You might like episode number 55 with Ezra Firestone, where we talked about how to use e-commerce to take your business from six to seven figures. Episode number two with James Schramko, where I talked about recurring income models and how to use them in your business. And episode number 63 with Shane and Jocelyn Sams on how they set up their recurring income business. Oh, and also episode number 22 with Ed O'Keefe on how he built his $50 million business. Okay, so back to spin selling. As I was saying, the acronym SPIN stands for Situation, Problem, Implication, and Need Slash Payoff. So here's how it works. You start off your client conversation by gathering data and understanding the facts about the client situation. You try and understand their overall situation before you jump into solution mode. So you're first listening to the entire situation and the context of the problem that they're trying to solve. Once you've understood the situation, you've gathered the data, and I strongly recommend taking notes or recording this information somewhere, the next step is to understand the customer's problem. This is where the customer starts to explain their problem, their difficulties and dissatisfactions, which will give you a clue as to where and how your product can solve that problem. Now, it's important to understand the problem in the context of the wider situation because there's certain nuances that you will pick up where your product might be particularly useful in solving their problem. The next step then is the implications. So the implications are the effects of the unsolved problem that you with your product or service are going to solve. And the final aspect is the need slash payoff, which is you get your customer to agree to the benefits that your solution could offer. Now, all of these steps, the situation, the problem, the implication, and the need slash payoff, they're all posed in the form of questions. And if you follow this process correctly, assuming that you can solve the customer's problem, it should organically lead to a sale because you've walked your customers through the process of identifying the problem as it fits into their particular situation, the implications of the problem if it's not solved, and then how your product or service can solve that problem. So why do I think spin selling is such an important solution for businesses? Spin selling offers a very non-pressured and natural approach to sales through problem solving. It presupposes that if you can't solve a problem, you can't make the sale, which to me is the most ethical way of making sales and adding value to your customers' businesses, which is the ultimate long-term strategy for success. 
Okay, so the next question is, how do we go about executing the spin selling framework? Well, before you start asking your prospect questions, it's a good idea to get their agreement, explicit or implicit, for you to be asking them questions so that they don't feel put upon and they don't wonder why they've got this barrage of questions coming towards them. Seth Godin would call this permission marketing. Now, the other thing I would say is you want to be very mindful of how many questions you're asking. You want to keep the questions relevant concise and very directed towards solving the problem. So let's look at some examples of questions. Let's say I provide a Facebook advertising service to businesses and I'm talking to a prospect who I think might be interested in my Facebook advertising service. Let's look at the first part of the SPIN acronym situation. So situation-based questions. These are questions typically around data gathering and facts and the background. So they're fairly open-ended questions and there'd be questions like, how long have you been advertising online? How long have you had your business? Could you tell me about your business's growth plans? It's important not to overuse these questions because too many can just annoy the prospect. So situation questions then are just open-ended questions trying to give you a feel for the general situation of your prospect. The next step is to move into the problem-based questions. Once you have a decent understanding of your prospective buyer situation, then you start asking questions that are a little bit more directed. So they might be, are you having difficulty making sales online? Have you had challenges with advertising on Facebook? Are you unhappy with the quality of leads you've been getting through online advertising? These are questions that are exploring specific problems and difficulties and dissatisfactions where your product could potentially help. Because these problem questions are so directed, you can get away with asking a few more questions around the prospect's problems as compared to the situation-based questions. Okay, the next step is implication questions. Implication-based questions are particularly important for larger sales, but can be very useful even in smaller sales. So questions around implications are trying to probe for the impact of the problem that they described in the previous phase. So if the prospect has been having difficulty with Facebook advertising, you'd ask them, what implications has your inability to successfully advertise on Facebook had on your sales, on your profitability, on your lifestyle, on your growth plans for the business? What effect has this had on the quality of prospects that you're bringing into your business? What effect has your problem with Facebook advertising had on finding good quality prospects for your business whose problems you can solve and add value to? And finally, the fourth aspect is the need slash payoff questions. Examples of these questions would be, would it help to increase your targeted leads by 10%? Or if we could improve the quality of your Facebook ads and improve the number of leads that you generate, how would that benefit your business? Typically, this draws your customers into telling you the benefits that your solution can offer rather than you trying to sell it to them. So having gone through that process, I hope you can see how organic and natural the spin selling process is, particularly around solving a problem for a customer, adding value and making a low pressure sale. So what are the biggest obstacles when it comes to spin selling? Before entering that first conversation with your prospect, it's always a good idea to have some kind of an inkling as to what kind of problems they have and how you might be able to solve them through your product or service. 
The other major obstacle is jumping into solution mode too soon. Especially when you're getting started, it's very important to mentally see yourself going through the various steps of the spin selling process when talking to your prospect. So when you're asking them situation-based questions, have a mental marker or maybe even write on a piece of paper if you're not face-to-face with the client what their situation is. Then move into the problem phase and make sure you have discreetly marked that transition in your mind. After which you move into the implication phase and then you look at how your product can solve their problems and satisfy their needs, which is the final phase. So what are the action steps to get started? My recommendation would be to write down the four phases as you understand them on a piece of paper and start applying them to conversations with potential customers. I also recommend reading the book by Neil Rackham and I'll post a link in the show notes If you have any questions, just head over to ProductiveInsights.com forward slash spin and post your questions in the comment section below and I'll be sure to answer them in a future episode. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today? 